Welcome to the PSR Power Talk podcast, produced by Power Systems Research. From Power System Research, hello everyone. I'm Emiliano Marzoli, editor of PSR Power Talk. And today uh, I will discuss the economic outlook for Russia with Maxim Sakov, our marketing consultant in Moscow. Maxim provides our clients with economic and production forecast for Russia each quarter. And thank you for joining us today, Maxim. Hello. Um, so, Maxim, in your first quarter forecast, uh, you know that the negative effect of the COVID pandemic has been softened by the government support measures. Can you describe the, these measures a bit for us, please? Yeah, these uh, measures uh, have uh, included uh, tax holidays, uh, privileged credits, uh, direct financial support, and uh, some uh, administrative measures. Uh, you mentioned privileged credits. Uh, how that works? What, what is that about? Uh, privileged credit, uh, it's uh, the credit uh, given by the bank uh, for a certain purposes and uh, it uh, has interest rate far below uh, usual. Uh, the difference between the usual uh, privilege rate, uh, usual uh, interest rate and uh, uh, Inter privileged interest rate is uh, covered uh, from the state budget. So uh, it appears that uh, the Russian government has put in place a lot of support for for the Russian economy. So it seems that the outlook is positive or would you say that there are any clouds on the horizon? Uh, unfortunately, Emiliano, the growth uh, of the Russian economy will be restricted by several factors. Business uh, will have uh, to deal with the end of uh, pent-up uh, consumer demand, uh, the end of uh, government support uh, measures, and uh, still remaining uh, quarantine restrictions. Uh, this situation uh, will lead to uh, reduced purchases uh, from uh, consumers and a reduction of investment activities uh, from business because uh, many uh, companies, uh, companies, uh, especially big companies, are still uh, reviewing their uh, investment programs. Uh, generally, development trends will be determined by economic and uh, epidemiology epidemiological factors. However, the risk of uh, new pandemics are dropping with increased vaccination. So, Maxim, uh, how fast or how slow do you think uh, the economy will recover? Uh, well, uh, restoration of the economy will not be fast. Uh, after the first uh, rebound uh, to the level below pre-crisis values, there will be a moderate growth uh, interrupted, however, by a local decline periods. It's expected uh, that uh, the Russian economy will not reach uh, the pre-crisis level until Q3 or even Q4 of uh, 2021, and then it will show 
uh, unstable growth trend. Uh, uh, so we should uh, see uh, annual growth rates uh, above uh, 3% of GDP during following years. And uh, going back about those uh, government support programs, um, can you tell us a little bit uh, whether they're going to be expanded and how they're going to be expanded? Well, uh, so we uh, started uh, to talk uh, not just about uh, government support uh, program after uh, recovery post-pandemic, but uh, about uh, the general uh, development program uh, formed uh, by the state. So uh, the national plan of economic development uh, included, uh, included uh, following the practical steps, uh, export stimulation and the promotion of uh, Russian OEM to existing and uh, new markets, uh, development of uh, joint uh, production sites with uh, leading international OEMs, uh, creation of uh, measures targeted, uh, targeted uh, for import substitution, expansion of uh, partial state uh, financing of uh, research and development works uh, and implementation of their results uh, to mass production, stimulation uh, of uh, the use of domestic machinery uh, during implementation of a state program, and uh, large infrastructure projects, uh, including stimulus uh, by providing privileged credit uh, leasing terms uh, for domestic ma machines, and uh, giving priority to domestic uh, machinery during purchases of uh, machines by companies with a state share property. That's quite uh, an impressive and uh, aggressive approach. Uh, do you see it all working? Do you see some limitations uh, to some of those points? Well, uh, some factors uh, still uh, will restrict uh, industrial recovery now. One of them is a deficit of uh, chips used in machines. The shortage started in Q4 of last year and may last until Q3 of this year or even till the end of the year. Another problem is increasing prices for steel. This factor is connected to the weakening of Russian ruble in 2020 and growing demand for steel around the world. As a result, some steel products for machinery have grown in price by 50% and even more. Uh, the government is uh, considering raising uh, steel export taxes and uh, some other measures uh, to uh, slow down the steel price growth. Maxim, let's talk a little bit about oil because that's, that's another huge portion of the Russian economy, isn't it? Uh, yes, Emiliano, uh, oil is a traditional Russian source of income. At the moment, it's uh, beating local uh, price uh, records. Currently, it's exceeding uh, 65 US dollars uh, per bar barrel, uh, whereas uh, the economic plans uh, for 2021 were calculated uh, basing on uh, 45 US dollars per barrel. 
Well, that sounds uh, like a like a positive outlook for the Russian economy. I mean, considering particularly the, the 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 really difficult year in the oil industry in 2020. Uh, moving forward, uh, what do you see as the main booster for the for the economy? Uh, based on uh, what we see today, it's expected uh, that the main uh, drivers for economic growth uh, during the last uh, couple of years will be industries that uh, push innovation, the export-oriented sector and IT, construction, and uh, the transport sectors, uh, as well as uh, real estate. If we dig a little bit deeper, in the key segments of the Russian economy when we look at our uh, machinery. How did the ag segment work out? So, uh, COVID hit Russia last year. Uh, 2020 turned uh, out uh, surprisingly successful for Russian AG equipment manufacturers. Sales of uh, agriculture machines, uh, both uh, exports and uh, domestically, grow rapidly. According to Rospetsmash, the Russian Association of uh, Specialized uh, Machinery and uh, Equipment Manufacturers, uh, production of uh, AG machines uh, has increased by 30% uh, in value terms and internal sales have grown by 46%. Uh, of course, uh, there was a, a ruble devaluation uh, effect, but uh, in units the trend was also positive uh, in 2020. In units, the number of uh, tractors, uh, of tractors made uh, uh, increased by 27% uh, versus uh, 2019 and, uh, and uh, combines by 24%. Other machines like sprayers uh, have uh, also shown significant growth. Wow, those those are impressive numbers. And uh, wasn't the agricultural machinery considered as a necessary industry that uh, had a factor in this growth? What do you think about that? Uh, yes, Emiliano, you are correct about that. At the beginning of uh, the pandemic, AG machinery was considered uh, a so-called uh, system-based industry or uh, necessary industry, uh, like backbone industry. Because of this uh, designation, quarantine measures were not applied to agriculture industry workers. AGOMs uh, did not uh, practice uh, lockdowns. Also, uh, some of them did uh, close their plants uh, as uh, for uh, a few days uh, in uh, in the spring of 2020. I see. Thanks, Maxim. And. Uh... Despite the fact that uh, the, in the agriculture industry didn't shut down in Russia, did you see some uh, supply chain issues with, with the overseas suppliers, considering what was happening all over the world? Uh, yes, uh, the break in delivery of foreign components uh, did not affect uh, the industry much, because uh, most of the OEMs found uh, local uh, substitute suppliers. At the same time, uh, Russian machines became more in demand because of uh, 
base currencies uh, raising uh, versus Russian ruble and uh, because of the suspending uh, imports. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Maxim, but uh, um, I recall that the harvest was pretty good as well. Yes, uh, it uh, certainly did. And because of uh, the good harvest in uh, 2019, Russian uh, agriculture holdings uh, generated uh, good profits and were able to renew uh, their fleets uh, faster. At the same time, the state uh, continued uh, to support the industry. So, Maxim, we had a stellar 2020 for ag equipment. Uh, what is the outlook for, uh, for 2021? Uh, well, the uh, perspective for uh, 2021 are not so optimistic, however. Now, OEMs are facing raising cost of production because of raising metal price and the increasing prices of uh, natural uh, monopolies such as electric power and utilities. Uh, the new export uh, tax for grain is also a factor. All of uh, these uh, factors combi uh, combine to increase prices for AG machines by uh, 10 to 20 percent. Those prices uh, increased, uh, it, uh, it can slow down the sales. Do you think or uh, have you heard about any initiatives uh, from the government to, to support the industry? Uh, first of all, the government has decided to continue financial support of uh, the industry to soften this impact. At the same time, increase in the utilization fee are on the way. For uh, wheel tractors, the fee will be increased by 2.7 times for crawler tractors by 3.6 times and for combines by two times. This will put more pressures on import, however, and uh, will bring more money to local equipment manufacturers. Um, if we move to the construction segment, can we see similar trends or, or is there some differences? Well, according to Russian statistics, uh, during the uh, year 2020, more than 80 million square meters of uh, living apartment uh, were constructed in Russia. Despite the pandemic, it's uh, only 1.8% less than in 2019. Right. Uh, can you expand a bit on that? What else happened in uh, last year? Uh, during the second half of uh, 2020, the number of uh, new uh, construction projects uh, grew significantly by 39%. Generally, the construction segment in Russia, including road and infrastructure construction, finished uh, 2020 with uh, positive results, plus 0.1% uh, uh, versus 2019. And uh, in Q1 of uh, 2021, the growth continues. Uh, the government plans uh, that during the next three years, uh, the construction segment will grow by 5% uh, per year. Maxim, um, can you tell us a bit about the drivers for this growth? 
Uh, yes, Emiliano, uh, we have identified four main reasons for this expected growth. First is uh, the privileged loan. Uh, we uh, discussed what is a privileged loan before. This program with 6.5% uh, annual interest rate instead of uh, usual 12% rate. This 6.5% uh, rate will be uh, extended until uh, 2023. Initially, uh, the program was planned to run only until the end of uh, the year 2020. Then it uh, was extended until the third quarter of uh, 2021. And now uh, another extension has been introduced. Next, we have the implementation of uh, investment projects for road and building construction. Then we have the renewal of uh, many machinery fleets in uh, construction companies. And finally, uh, we have state measures uh, that are targeted for cutting costs among OEMs uh, making construction machines. And uh, Maxim, probably I shouldn't be surprised that the state-sponsored infrastructure programs are important supports for construction, right? Absolutely. State funding of uh, construction projects always uh, will be an important support for the industry. Among the many projects being supported are gas pipelines, uh, the state uh, highways network, the railroad network in Siberia, and the infrastructure in Arctic. Do you have uh, any idea how much the total funding is for these projects? Uh, how many? billions we're talking about? Uh, currently, Emiliano, the expected volume of uh, financing construction and uh, repair of uh, priority objects, uh, means roads and uh, bridges, has reached uh, 8 billion US dollars for the period of from 2020 till 2024. Meanwhile, uh, the sales of uh, construction machinery in Russia since uh, 2015 has increased by 2.4 times. So, in the long run, this approach has shown uh, good results. And, and uh, Maxim, I imagine that uh, this growth uh, that we, we have seen since 2015 has uh, involved local OEMs more than, than uh, foreign OEMs. Is that, is that correct? Correct, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's have a look at the industrial segment. Uh, can you tell us something about that? Uh, the most important part of uh, the industrial sector is mining. Last year, uh, the Russian government has created the uh, so-called uh, program of uh, Coal mining development until uh, 2035. It calls for development of a new coal deposit in the wild regions in northern Siberia and the Far East. And and uh, so is this uh, development in mining uh, limited uh, to the coal fields, or is is there more to to this development? No, no, Emiliano, not at all. Uh, the program also calls, uh, calls for additional uh, transport infrastructure. 
For example, the uh, Trans-Siberian Railway will be expanded with connection to major harbors on the Pacific coast. And Arctic Sea Route is uh, also in the plans for coal transportation. Uh, one of the companies, uh, the Northern Star Company, is going to order 28 ice class bulk carriers uh, to transport coal from the uh, coal pit on the Timer Peninsula. Do you have um, an idea of the cost of this project, Maxim? Well, it's not cheap. Uh, yeah. Expected cost of the project is uh, about 1.4 billion of uh, US dollars. These uh, new projects are designed to increase uh, internal activities and uh, for export to Asia. Right. Um, can we have a look uh, at the truck market, passenger cars, or a little bit on, on highway applications? Well, uh, the heavy truck market in Russia in the first quarter this year has shown a significant drop. The results are uh, down 16% compared to last year. Not everything is bad, however. Kamas has shown 5% uh, growth with its uh, best selling models being uh, the Kamas uh, 43118. This chassis is used mostly on uh, dump trucks involved in construction work. On the downside, MAN and Mercedes uh, both dropped uh, 50%. Both of them have uh, kit assembled in Russia. The on-road transportation sector in Russia is declining, related to uh, mostly to post-pandemic factors. However, it's expected that uh, during the second and the third quarter of uh, 2021, the situation will improve. Can you tell us a bit uh, about the drivers that will, uh, will help the improvement of the situation? Uh, the increase of uh, truck production will be facilitated by the expected growth of uh, cargo sales, the need for fleet renewal, uh, export support programs, and additional measures uh, driven by the government. This forecast is uh, supported uh, by uh, current production figures. In January, for example, Russian uh, Equipment manufacturers uh, produced uh, 5,600 trucks, which is 50% uh, better than uh, during uh, January 2020. Um, what about the light commercial vehicle segment? Is it uh, similar to the medium and heavy duty, or are there some differences? Actually, LCV market in uh, Russia has started to rebound this year from uh, five. 0.7% decline last year. The main reason uh, for uh, last year's slump uh, was the depletion of uh, postponed demand and the fact uh, that uh, the support program for this year are still in discussion. However, uh, moderate growth is expected in this segment in 2021, driven by fleet renewals. Meanwhile, the Russian LCV market is in sixth place in Europe after France, UK, Germany, Italy, and Spain. 
Okay, so, so it seems that the LCV market is a bit better than the medium and heavy duty. Uh, what about passenger cars? After active growth at the end of 2020, the Russian passenger car se sector uh, recovered somewhat, slowed down. So, uh, so, so uh, that it's uh, remained flat uh, for the entire year compared to 2019. Nevertheless, uh, market players and uh, Russian top officials are optimistic regarding the market. The Russian automotive sector has a good chance uh, to match uh, production with existing demand, according to Russian government officials. Uh, they say that the domestic market uh, has taken fourth place in Europe by volume for the first time uh, in the history. Car sales were growing during Q4 of 2020, and the dealers now are talking about uh, inventory deficit. If the production uh, does not uh, recover during the second uh, quarter, the market uh, will stop, they say. Uh, the Russian minister is sure, however, that OEM will handle this uh, challenge easily. What do you think is going to happen if production does not improve? Well, there is uh, still a shortage in the Russian market. New cars are arriving to the market, uh, but uh, the prices are higher by from 10 to 40 percent uh, compared to last year. In uh, this situation, if the situation continues, uh, the market could fall sharply. Do you think that the government uh, will step in to stabilize the market? Uh, the government is talking about a support program, but uh, currently doesn't cover the difference in uh, vehicles uh, price. Uh, the increase of uh, the utilization fee uh, for the cars and the expansion of the list of cars with higher fees, uh, so-called uh, luxury tax, is uh, also a negative factor. The government is uh, discussing steps uh, to prevent a future decline. One of the initiatives, initiatives is uh, to force car sharing companies to include uh, domestic models uh, in their fleets, but the, futures, the future of uh, these initiatives is not certain. Well, it seems there is a lot going on in the passenger cars, uh, for sure. Can we say the same with power generation? Uh, about uh, power generation. Uh, surprisingly, uh, the year 2020 was uh, extremely positive for uh, the power generation segment in Russia. After a sharp decline in the beginning of uh, 2020, sales and production figures of uh, gensets increased and through the end of the year, the industry showed significant growth, which is uh, which uh, will be continued into the year 2021. That's uh, that's really positive. Why is this such a hot segment? There are uh, several factors uh, supporting this uh, growth. Uh, they are uh, the development of remote uh, communications increase of uh, road construction project, increasing needs for warehouses, uh, 
the number of uh, warehouses has grown by uh, 25% uh, last year. And the uh, increase in uh, moving people out of the cities uh, to uh, rural areas with increased demand uh, for power backup. Can you see which gensets are uh, in demand? Uh, in, um, can you really see some trends or, or, or not really? Well, uh, generally, uh, power generation segment consists of uh, two parts. Uh, they are uh, low power gasoline uh, gensets, uh, mostly used by individuals and small businesses, and uh, the industrial segments, which uh, high horsepower diesel and uh, natural gas uh, gensets. The main clients for the gensets in Russia are oil and uh, gas companies, mining companies, construction companies and uh, power plants for some uh, backup needs. Also, uh, we saw uh, increased demands from agriculture businesses. Now all of uh, these clients uh, are restoring orders after the lockdowns. Uh, we expect uh, this later growth will be continued, but in a slower rate. Right, thanks, thanks, Maxim. Um, Let's uh, let's close our discussion with one last segment, uh, which is uh, marine. Can you give us some insight on this one? Well, uh, development of uh, the ship the shipbuilding complex uh, during middle term periods will be driven by increase of uh, direct state orders, but also by implementation of projects uh, will. Uh, with uh, big companies such as uh, Gazprom, uh, Rosatoms, Sofcom Flot, Rosneft, uh, Novatec, and other. A wide range of uh, vessel is uh, under construction and uh, in the planning stage. Among them are drilling platform, icebreakers, ice class uh, tankers and uh, gas carriers, uh, passenger vessels, fishing trawlers, service vessels and other. Here I'm not talking about uh, military ships. Uh, the development uh, will use tools of uh, state support under the state program called the development of shipbuilding and equipment uh, for exploration of offshore fields. Is there a new shipyard that is being developed? Uh. Yes, uh, an important part of this program is uh, the recently started Zvezda shipyard in the Far East. Last year, the shipyard has launched the first Aframax tanker with a dead weight of uh, 114,000 tons. Uh, the tanker was assembled in the Russian shipyards, however, part of it, including the stern uh, with uh, 13.8 megawatt engines were produced on the Hyundai Wharf in South Korea. Uh, totally, the contract includes 12 such vessels with a gradual decrease of foreign components. The last two tankers are expected to be made of uh, local components, components, components totally. In total, as with the shipyards, has a 39 uh, motor vessel in its order portfolio 
so with options, uh, this number is uh, 59 vessels. And and my understanding is uh, that uh, this is not the only shipyard that is doing well. Uh, Actually, there are others, right? Uh, of course, uh, at the same time, a uh, number of smaller shipyards are operating. Most of uh, them uh, are uh, subsidiaries for OSK. It's a United Shipbuilding Company, state-owned uh, company. All of them are packed uh, tightly with orders uh, for internal use and for export. Uh, for example, uh, Nizhny Novgorod ZKB uh, shipyards plans uh, to supply to European Union eight hydrofoil vessel uh, Valdai 45A uh, during this year. There are uh, passenger ships with 45% uh, capacity and uh, one uh, megawatt engine from NTU. Wow, Maxim, thanks a lot. Um, I think this uh, can uh, wrap up things for, uh, for our outlook of the Russian um, industry. This was really, really ins insightful. Thanks a lot, Maxim. Okay, thank to you for uh, all these questions. Yeah, you're welcome. And uh, everybody, uh, we pulled the data uh, related to the growth in the segments from our um, databases, Oilink and uh, Angelink. Uh, they provide machinery and engine productions globally, including forecast and, and specification data. Uh, you can look for reports on Russia every month in our PSR Power Talk uh, news report. And obviously, uh, on this podcast, we'll, we'll cover this region again. And uh, you're welcome to contact us for more information on uh, power products, uh, such as we discussed today. You can find uh, inf information about our regional offices uh, on www.powersys.com. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for joining the PSR Power Talk podcast. This podcast will be available on demand. Search for PSR Power Talk in your podcast app or Google Power Systems Research to sign up today.